Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with Tony McKinnon. 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 <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't talk this morning. We call him T-Mac. That makes yeah. it a whole lot easier just to say T-Mac. Well, thank you, Dr. C. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, today is the 14th of June, that, and we're recording um, a special podcast today. It's going to be a Father's Day edition. We'll talk about who's going to be on the program in a minute. But first of all, we want to hear from you guys. If you'll just send us an email, um, podcast at rhema.org, or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Rama Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And we know one of the biggest comments is have more female guests. But um, we'll, Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And the other comment is be more serious, but I'm not sure if we'll ever get to that one. No. But anyway, we're excited about what's going on. Excited about Father's Day. And, um, you know, it's Father's Day. But this program will, will drop on Friday, so Father's Day will be Sunday, um, June the 20th, 2021. And so because it is Father's Day, uh, we decided to invite to the program today my father, um, Pastor Kenneth Hagan. But not only do I have my dad, I brought my oldest son in here, Cameron Hagan, um, who's, you know, I, I coerced him after feeding him lunch to come and hang out on the podcast and he goes, well, if I have to. He's really happy to be here. I'm, I can yeah. tell. I'm, yeah. I, I'm a witness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. He doesn't like, he doesn't like to talk to, so, pe- in a, to people in a, like this. Now, he'll talk to you, but not, to, not on a broadcast. So, so here we are, Father's Day. We, we have three generations. And, you know, um, an interesting part about it is I'm talking to my dad, and my son's going to be on the program, but He's getting ready to be a father um, coming up. Um, coming up in October, end of October, November, maybe. End of October, 1st of November. <laughs> if it's November 1st, it'll be the same day as Blake. Yep. Yeah. As long as it's not Halloween. That's what I was fixing to say. I mean, you don't want to give birth to the jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> well, if, Craig, if you remember, we were believing that Blake wouldn't be born on Halloween, and he made it to November 1. Yeah, well, actually, 2 o'clock in the morning on November 1, it was, you know. It barely was, made it. He barely made it to Halloween. To- you remember what el- who, who else was believing for a different date? Was, well, Meemaw's birthday is it's November, November the 2nd. 2nd. Yeah. So she was, it was mom, my mom's birthday. She was believing, she wanted Blake to be burned. <laughs> and, and if you don't know who Blake is, that that's, that's Craig's uh uh, middle, uh, middle son, and then he has another son, Skyler, which is the, yeah, which is which the, young, is, the which, youngest who 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 will be twenty one um this next month. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So my youngest are getting older, you know, and I'm getting younger. Um, anyway, so but, I got I got five grandsons. You got three boys, and Denise has got two boys, and they're all the way from what twenty seven to be, uh, uh, what Wesley be seventeen in August, I guess. I think so. Anyway, most of you know about, you know, what dad does, but let me talk about Cameron. Um, most of you probably, if you checked out Facebook, you, you noticed that, that Cameron has been racing a race car ever since he was like eight, eight years old, eight years old. So, um, you're 27 now. So, so all, you know, 19 years driving a race car. Um, also he, he's a mechanic. Um, you know, he's well, because that kind of goes together race cars and mechanics. And so, um, so he's actually over our, our shop here at Rama over all the vehicles and all the buses. In fact, many of you who have visited the Rama campus at, um, have told me actually that Cameron has actually drove the shuttle bus um, with you guys on it. You know, sometimes people think that it's me because um, 
me and Cameron look quite a bit alike. In fact, I was looking at a picture that someone had sent me, and it was when Cameron was younger. He was like a um, a kid. I'm like, I almost thought it was me because we <laughs> we look like even even whenever he's, he's young like that. Yeah, so, I can't go anywhere without somebody saying that I'm Craig. So yeah, no matter where I'm at. Well, Craig, remember when y'all when he was working for Tanner in NASCAR? Uh, what what was that series called then? Infinity yeah. series. It's the same. Yeah. Same Any, series as now. Anyway, remember you were at Darlington and they, uh, they, they could, was it Charlotte? Yeah. They thought we were brothers. Yeah. And they would not believe it was father and son. They said, no, it's older brother. <laughs> anyway. So we're talking about what it is to be a, a godly father, a, a, um, you know, as a Christian and things. I mean, obviously, um, many people have said that I'm a good father, but my dad, he's you know, really the, the best father any person could ever have. And he, mm. you know, people, we learn by example and, um, you know, you know, I, I, I get choked up because dad made lots of sacrifices so that he could be at all my, all my games and events and was always coaching. And, you know, the, the reason that I end up coaching football, baseball, basketball, is because my dad, you know, I mean, you know, he coached us. You know, I was, in fact, he actually, speaking of, of a father, not just was he a father, he was a, a role model. I mean, I remember even living back when I was just very, very little back in, in, in Garland, and you actually was a nine year old. You, you coached a track team, yeah. a bunch of kids, and then we moved to Tulsa, and you went and coached football. You know, whenever I was young, didn't even you know couldn't play. You know, you just wanted you know, be a, a godly influence, um, you know, to maybe some boys that don't even have fathers or, or things like that. Talk a little bit about that, Dad. I mean, just being, you know, sometimes, you know, we, I mean, if we want to be a good father, maybe it starts going volunteering and helping out, you know, you know, kids and things. Well, I, I think, I mean, I just, Dad, he had to leave the middle of my uh, third grade year and he went out on the road ministering and, did that, but he would do what was necessary to try to come and pick me up and take me with him when he could, when I did, wasn't in school. And, and then my, my sophomore year in high school, we traveled with him and I took what they would call homeschool. Now it was called correspondence school then. And every afternoon he would, we would get a bucket. We had a bushel basket of softballs and we'd go find a park somewhere that had a, you know, softball or baseball field. And he would hit, he put, put me in center field and he would say, okay, wherever it is, you go catch it. And I guess that's, and I was fast anyway. So I, I become, when I was playing fast pitch softball down there, when I at Garland, I became known as one of the best outfielders around, but it didn't matter where the ball was. I I went to try to get it, and 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 then he he would he would. I mean, just watching him, and I still do. I mean, he would he would clean the kitchen in the morning time, while mom had 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 uh, had cooked breakfast, and then we would eat and we'd go to school, and he would clean the kitchen while she because he got ready then, and and he he would clean the kitchen. I still do that. It's just I, like you said a while ago. I think you just uh, watch and 
and you just do what you, and then he couldn't be at any of my sporting events. Uh, he was only at one. And so I made it. And, a, and you know, people can't, they don't, you know, now we can fly everywhere, but back yeah. then, I mean, he was in the car driving every, you know, driving everywhere mm-hmm. and then had multiple week meetings, a lot of places. And oh, then yes. once, you, once you get to California, you stay out in California for a while, you know, right, right. It's, back then. And you know, as a whole the, lot different in, in the fifties, I guess. Yeah. That's in the fifties. So I made it a point to be involved with, with Craig and then with the, the five grand boys. I never will forget uh, Wesley, the youngest. He he made he was went eighth grade, and I got up on that Saturday morning, and in, in the fall, and I said I told Annette I said I don't know what to do with myself. She said why? I said I don't have any ball games to go to. I don't know what I'm going to do because I would I would uh, get up and go to the ball games every one of them and. I remember, Craig, you might remember this. All three of your boys, Cameron, Blake, and Skyler, were all, they were all playing at Indian Springs because that's a, here in big, big Broken Air. It's a big baseball complex. And so the older kids playing over here, and then Blake's age was here, and Skyler's age was here. And you and I were running between three ball fields yeah. trying to <laughs> keep up with them. That was an interesting time. Well, yeah, and also too, I was I was trying to be assistant coach on on two of the teams and tried to my mom's help out. I think I think I had the coach base coaches between you know sometimes too. So you know it was always interesting time. So um you know um I know Cameron you know growing growing up you know obviously everybody know knew your grandfather was there too. Yeah, you could definitely hear him yelling, <laughs> screaming at the refs or screaming at us. One of the two. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you know, and and I believe that's one thing. As as Christians, you know, um, we need to be more involved in our kids' life, and um, and I know one thing too. Getting to be a coach, um, there were a lot of times where these these kids they didn't have fathers or their fathers weren't involved in their life, and you know, just to you know be a godly influence because I mean, you know, people need godly influences in their life. Well, if, Craig, if you'll remember, I used to tell the boys when I was coaching, you were there. I said, hey, this is only a game, but life has its difficulties, and you're either you're going to either overcome them or you're going to go under. And I remember you came home from your 10-year anniversary at uh, high school. <laughs> tell them what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's my 10th year reunion, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, that that was twenty years ago because I've already had my thirty year reunion. Actually, this year's thirty years out of college. Um, but yeah, well, not just my tenth, you know, tenth reunion, but but every time I see some of my friends from, you know, back then, they they well, would always that played on the ball team. Yeah, played on the ball team. Well, not not even that. Even <laughs> even some of the girls, you know, were cheerleaders and different things. They all asked the first thing they asked, well, how's your dad doing? How's your dad doing? How's Coach Hagen doing? I mean, it's just you know. They they want to know more about him than they do about me, and it's um, you know, and, and you know he made an influence in in their life, and um, and I, I think that that's what we need to do as a father. Not only first of all, we need to make an influence in our children's lives. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it seems that the mothers are the most spiritual ones in the in the family, and that shouldn't be that way. Um, but also, you know, we should make make godly influence in in life in general. Yeah. You know, remember Cameron the first 
remember we drove to Tennessee to get a junior sprint for him. And, uh, we came back and he, he run his, I think he run his first race at the shootout. Yeah, I, I, well, I we ran it, was, it. We ran it in the soccer field for a while. Yeah, first yeah, yeah, the yeah first well, time. you practiced. You yeah. were practicing, but I'm talking about on your first race was at the the shootout they have here in Tulsa for the. Uh, I, I think it was at Port. Was it? Yeah, I think <laughs> but, Skyler's first race wasn't it? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, what I remember about the shootout with him was he came in, he hit the wall, and and I went sprinting across the there to see and he and i mean the axles were bent it was it, and he said and he said will it still run and i said yeah and he said crank it up and he he and everybody i'm over in the stands with uh ray crawford and and all of these ex-racers that i'd, I'd known and that i actually raced with in 79 and 80 when i had the street stock and they said I, I don't know how that kid's driving that car i said look the axles are bent the thing is bouncing everywhere and but he he went ahead and finished that race and did pretty good with a, I think he got, I think he even got up into the top 10 with a, with a car that was, I don't know how he drove it. <laughs> you remember that camera? Yeah. I remember hitting the wall, been in the axle. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually back then, um, you carried a starter. Yeah. You had the starter Cause I was actually racing. So I'm getting my car ready to go. I mean, I'm, I think I was watching the race and you would, you would be the one that would have to, back then, if the car stalled, you had to go and actually physically well, put the starter in there. They were, they were running those KT100s, the Yamaha KT100s, yeah. and you had just have a starter, and you stick it in and you start it. So, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people see you guys, I mean, see you on the platform, but, you know, not everyone gets to see you probably at your, your biggest mission field is at the racetrack. Yeah, yeah I don't know how many people ask you to pray for them at the racetrack it happens all the time yeah they call they all call you pastor even yeah. though they don't come to church here they still call you pastor. that's right that's right well you just i just you know i mean i just believe in helping anybody you can where you can of course with all the boys i've i've been involved in their lives i was involved in your life and and I think one of the greatest things I remember you said I was coaching when you, before you started playing, actually you were just in first, uh, let's see. In the first grade, second yeah. grade, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Cause, uh, first, second and first, second grade, you, we coach, you were flag football, flag football now yeah. coach, but I, before, before you started playing, just, just in kindergarten age, I coached, uh, at Bird Junior High, where you went, Cookie was a cheerleader. Your your cousin. My, your cousin, and uh, I coached. And one of the greatest things, she had gone to her reunion, and she came and she told me that one of the boys came up there and said, "Would you, would you tell Pastor Hagen, uh, thanks that I have because of him, I have accepted Jesus and as as my Lord, and I'm involved in church." Yeah, I know it's good to be a good influence, but I mean, also at the, at the racetrack, I mean, not not only um the opportunity to pray for people, we've we've done weddings and funerals mm -hmm. and all kinds of things. And like I said, when, whenever someone from the racing community needs some kind of spiritual guidance, they come to us. And you know, sometimes you know 
people don't realize that there are opportunities to minister outside the walls of the church, and it doesn't even have to be a pastor to be able to, to minister to people. No, just anybody. Yeah. But, you know, being a being a good father, I think it's just that you, I mean, whenever I, 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 I wanted a boy and, and I wanted my daughter, I wanted a boy and a girl, and I think you have to make up your mind what is more important, a golf game on Saturday or taking your son to, to BMX bicycle racing <laughs> or, because that's what we did. And Lynette would pack up the, the cooler and, and I would get the van and we'd go set up and I'd put that carpet out and I'd get out all the tools and all the sprockets and everything. You go riding the, the track and come back and say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pedaling too much and not going anywhere. And I'd change the sprockets and all of that. And then we, I just was there for every, for everything. I, I, I believe you have a father has to make up his mind. What is more important, his job or, or going to the fishing or whatever. And I have always said, put the time in with the kids when they're young. I, I started taking care of you when you were six weeks old because your mother went back to dressed in hair. She's a hairdresser. And on Saturday, I would have you with me, take you with me in the car. But a lot of fathers wait until a kid is two or three years old so they can ha communicate well with them before they try to get involved. You have to get involved with them b before that. I remember you were, you were in college. I think you were about 20, maybe. And I, you know, I always sort of watch Westerns or sports at night after, you know, the old Western John Wayne them. And until I get sleepy, because I've been all my life, I've been in, at night doing stuff at night. So <laughs> I don't go, to, I don't go get sleepy early. So. I would be there and you would come in and you'd see the TV and you say, Hey dad, dad, dad. I said, yeah. And he said, are you awake? And I'd say, yeah. And you come in and you'd sit down beside the bed on the floor <laughs> and you might talk to me for an hour. Well, that don't happen just because you've got older. That happens because you establish a relationship with your children at an early age. And I did that with both you and Denise. And I, I think if, if people realize the spiritual aspect and the natural aspect, there's a spiritual aspect of being a father and a natural aspect. And I always, I always tried to, to balance the two. It's not all natural. It's not all supernatural. You put the two together. Well, I think that's something that, you know, people have trouble having a relationship with Jesus or having a relationship with, with their heavenly father. If they can't even have a relationship with their own earthly father, how, how in the world are they going to have? Because, you know, I think that relates. You know, whenever your your earthly father doesn't have time for you, you think, sometimes we think, well, does my heavenly father have time for me? When your earthly father, you know, it's, everything's, you know, about all about rules. And I know one thing that you you talk about is rules without relationships brings rebellion. I know that's actually in, in your home and family series. Um, one of the, one of the messages there. And, 
I think it's it's really important to have a relationship because once you have a relationship, you know, you understand, you know, why you have the, the rules. And um yeah. Of course the Bible talks about the parent of a child and the way you should go and when he's old, um, it won't depart. And um T Mac, you hadn't said anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm a listener. <laughs> I, I you know, Craig, you and I have been doing most of the talk, but let's 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 get Cameron's perspective as 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 a grandson and as a son, how he sees you and I. Well, I mean, like I know like you've literally gone to every single one of our games growing up, Poppy, like no matter what, you probably go to sometimes five games a Saturday. And then my dad, he's always there when he wasn't traveling. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just it's nice to have godly figures in my life to look up to. What do you remember about us? <laughs> what's what stands out? What if, what if, what stands out to you about me as your grandfather? Well, you were and you're always there no matter what, like you help me through everything we need help through, and no matter what it is, you, you're there. You comfort us, and you help us get better. And you're just always there. Okay. <clears throat> what and, about your dad? Well, so now something else too, Cameron. You're getting ready to have your own son. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, what kind of things are you going to do? Um, you know, what what is your your? Have you ever thought about that kind of stuff? I mean, I'm, a little bit, yeah. I mean, hopefully he'll grow up and hopefully drive a race car if my wife will let us. We'll see when the time comes, but I don't know. Well, so, uh, hope, hopefully he'll play sport like like we all did growing up. So, well, the way the way that happens is, I brought all I five all five of you boys to your when you when I when you were born. I brought. Baseball, a basketball, and a football. Yeah, and you threw the soccer ball in the trash. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and then <laughs> and then I started I started playing catch with you as soon as you could, you know, rolling the ball and throwing the ball, and then and I did that with with all of all the boys and. And, and Craig, your dad did it with you too. But as a, if you're going to get somebody interested in sports, you got to do it when they're when they're young. I mean, well, how'd y'all figure out a hit? I swing the bat left-handed and not right-handed, and same with, the, yeah. same with the golf club. Well, yeah, so so that's one thing. So Cameron actually is right-handed, but but for whatever reason, he swings a bat in a in a golf club left-handed. And, and I I know I know whenever we would. We would throw the ball to you. You kept turning around opposite side, and we we're like trying to show you, and like no, and and so you just started going left side. Not well, the same way. Always better left handed. Yeah, well, same well, way with the, I, I bought you a little golf, a little seven iron at the at the store, and I brought it home, and and I was showing you how to swing it, and you kept swinging it backwards, hitting the back, you know, and so, and and I'm like, no, son, it's like this, and and then you just kept doing it backwards. So I went back to the store, and said, Do you have any left handed golf clubs? <laughs> And when I brought it back, you swung it right. So. Well, I remember when he was like two, three years old, I I didn't know which hand he was going to be because he sometimes he would throw with the right hand and sometimes he'd throw with the left hand. He would, he, 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 I bought him a, a right-handed glove and a left-handed glove, and he would switch back and forth. 
And he well, could, well, you bought me. A, I had both clubs. Yeah, he could have been am, ambidextrous if he would have wanted well, to. He when we're way up in the co-ed softball league, I I bat right-handed just for the fun of it. I can still hit either one. So, yeah. Well, you used to. You <clears throat> would make him hit both ends. Well, I did because if you're a switch hitter, you're going to play a lot more ball games because they're not there. You can you can if they change a the pitcher, you can go to the other side of the plate. That was it was when I don't know whether it's still that way or not, but that's the way it was. And so I would try to get him to uh, to hit from the right hand uh, from the right hand side, but he just felt a little more comfortable with the other swing. So I just finally just well, let him do what he needed. As good to as do. I was in the outfield, it didn't matter. I was going to play no matter what because I couldn't catch the ball to save their life out there. <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. You had Kenyatta over there. <laughs> hey. He might be listening to the program. <laughs> yeah, he better. Uh, he might. I'm sorry, Kenyatta, if you are listening to the program. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, tell uh, tell about whenever you were there with Blake and uh, and Blake was weighing in over in Owasso. He was weighing in because this when they were playing, they had and Kev's four years older than Blake, and so they're playing the, the what we call Indian Indian we'll um, Nation football here. You know, most people they know about Cameron and a race car driving. Cameron was a phenomenal athlete. I mean, he was, you know, and it's hard to look at him now. He used to be as fast as lightning. <laughs> he was always a, one of the fastest kids. What you trying to say? In, in <laughs> fact, his first basketball game, I think he was only six years old, and he had like 12 steals because Cameron didn't steal the ball like most new kids. Cameron waited till you passed, and then he'd jump in, jump in the lane and steal the ball. He didn't try to take knock it from you. And so the the bad thing is he steal the ball, dribbled down the court, and missed the layup. He's <laughs> like going too fast. He's going too fast. He, he couldn't slow down. But um, Cameron was a phenomenal football player. In fact, um, um, we would put him at safety, and we never taught anybody. We never taught any pass defenses. We just put Cameron back there. And, and wherever you, um, you know, where they throw the ball, he just he he would watch the, you know watch the receivers quarterback and I don't know how many interceptions he had. He also we would onside kick almost every time and he would get two onside kicks a game usually. And so um, we Blake, my middle boy, we were playing Owasso and and he was actually he was in first grade. It was a mighty Mike tournament and they had you had to bring in you had to bring your stripe. Yeah. Well, no, you had you had to bring your birth certificate in. Uh, make, you know, make sure it was a it was a postseason special tournament for an all-star type deal. And they want to make sure people weren't too old or, or that kind of stuff. So we brought all, and the guy, he wouldn't even look up. He would just look at it and, you know, blah, blah, you know, just, and then he, so he got to Blake and he wrote, he read Blake Hagan. And then he looked up, he says, do you have a brother named Cameron? And he said, yeah. He says, man, I, I, I coached against your brother and we, we, I mean, he intercepted the ball three times on us. I mean, you know, we, we just couldn't throw the ball against him. I mean, he was, just, you know, incredible. And, I don't know how many times, you know, little kids can't throw the ball, you know, as good. I mean, they'd overthrow them, and, and Cameron would just go catch it like a normal pass and then go the other way. So he was a phenomenal athlete. Um, but like I said, I, I think that happens. doesn't just happen by chance. It happens, you know, by working with your kids, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what a father should do, should be there to work with the kids. Now, as far as driving a race car, I don't think there's probably have much choice because, I mean, you know, dad drug me to the, the races. I mean, it was, you know, whatever time you started mom, going to the races with us when you, when you were well, I was a baby, but, yeah, you're the baby. You I mean, like a races. little baby. And so, yeah. you know, you know, all, all my, all the kids grew up yeah. at the racetrack. You know? I remember going to Pulse Speedway with y'all back in the day and, 
Yeah. I got hit in the head with that rock. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One time flew off a car or whatever. Cameron's been races all his life and all all three boys. Um, you know, and you just do what what you see you Well, Lynette, Nana, she likes racing, but she won't go watch him race. <laughs> she 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 just won't watch him race. But uh so, you know, I mean, but you know, it all uh, everything actually stems back to Paul Paul, my dad, you know. Kim, what do you what do you remember do you rem I, I know you remember I mean, Paul Paul. Yeah, I remember him not a whole lot. Yeah. That was I think seven or eight when he died. Yeah. <clears throat> you tell the story Well, I remember the story at Christmas when we were all sitting around <laughs> opening gifts and he was passing out the gifts and he, he would was, play the like, Santa Claus type roll passing all the And gifts. he would go to sit down and he actually sat on Blake that Christmas. Well, well he almost he almost well, he yeah. fell. He fell. Yeah. Fell back and, and Blake when, was on a little little bouncer seat and he, he fell on top of him. He's all right. But I do remember those. It was funny once Blake was all right, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh I think I don't think he ever came to the races when I raced, right? He, no, he, he he helped buy the first car though. Yeah, he did. He did that. Well, well he bought the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, he bought the trailer. Well, I guess, you know, because I, I borrowed a trailer for like three years. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the thing that as a grandfather that I have so cherished is our times together at, I mean, we, we get together, we go out after church, eat as a family and so forth. But I don't know with going to the ball games, the gray, uh, going to the racetrack, I get to be just poppy or dad. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a preacher or whatever. I'm just, I'm just, I just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a different feel for me. I mean, I'm, I'm just there with my son and my grandsons and, 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 and sometimes my son-in-law and, and it's just, a, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Well, I don't think nobody plays any sports anymore. So I guess my son will have to be the first one to start playing. Well, I guess Wesley plays golf, but yeah, it's kind of hard to watch them. Yeah. Thing unless you follow them around. Though, every, every yeah. Time. I haven't got to go watch Wes play golf yet, but Wesley, Wesley is like Cameron. He's a fantastic athlete. Now all of them are good athletes. All of them, all of them are excellent athletes. But I guess Cameron and Wesley are the are the are the two that it didn't matter what it was. I gave up sports for racing. Yeah, so. you gave up sports for racing, but they they just were that way. Part of the thing that helps you in racing is uh, your reflexes. That's the one thing that helped him with that. He had such, such quick reflexes. I don't know how he, sometimes me and you would be sitting there and we say, how'd he miss that? I mean, cars wreck right in front of me. He misses it. I don't know how he does it. And but, you know, for, for, for somebody want to want to see some, I, I usually Facebook live a lot of the races whenever he races. And, and, this Friday night, the new Tulsa speedway is open and we're going to be racing there this I, Friday night. Yeah. I, I'm actually out of town, but, you know, but 
Hoppy can go. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm excited to go. Yep. Are you have you, is it the ASDS? Yep. Oh, it's ASCS. Mm-hmm. First first night the track opens. So Yeah, the new Tulsa Speedway. At the drag strip. Okay. So Tony, you don't have you haven't said anything. <laughs> this is your story. <laughs> you you said something one time about me at when with you and the boys at the racetrack. And because all three of them used to, all three of your boys used to race, but the other two, they all got scared. No, they didn't get scared. (laughs) (laughs) But you said something one time about it. And and I'm trying to remember something about dad. I like it when you're at the racetrack because you're not preacher or something. I forgot how you said that. I I don't know, but I, I think that, you know, we all need to see our fathers as just a, you know, not a businessman or not a preacher or not a whatever, just a dad, you know, and, and I will say, you know, I'll, I'll go, I mean, I've never told you this, um, um, before camera was racing, you know, it was just me racing. And there was sometimes that, that we would have all day baseball tournaments and I'm hot or whatever. And I remember Craig, cause, cause when I was kind of more hobby, you know, if I raced or race, if I didn't, I didn't, no big deal. I remember somebody was, are you going to go race tonight? You know, cause you wanted to hang out. So I remember sometimes in July, hundred degrees and I didn't really want to go racing, but I did anyway, because I wanted to spend time with my dad, (laughs) you know, because I wasn't racing for points. I was just racing, you know, whenever you're trying, I was trying to be a dad, just, you know, whenever I got a chance, I'd race whenever I I didn't, you know, race and. Um, yeah, well, that's when Cameron was racing too. Well, no, Cameron wasn't racing at that point in time. He was, he, he, he was playing baseball. Yeah. So, um, and so our, and then, um, and we'd, we'd be, yeah, you'd be hanging, yeah. I'd be hanging out the track all, I mean, baseball games. And then, then I would kind of decide sometimes if we're going to go racing or not, you know, and sometimes I wouldn't know, um, but I'd, I'd go racing. So that way we, we could hang out, you know, as a, as a family. And I, and I think that's one thing too, you know, we need to spend time with each other, with our kids. Um, you know, I normally I eat with, well, of course we all eat together on Sunday, Sundays after after church but i usually have lunch with cameron almost every day um you know and usually eat with my boys you know have dinner or something during the week sometimes it's because they don't want to pay for it so they you know they call me but <laughs> but you know i did the same thing with you and yes probably, you did and probably <laughs> still do the same thing sometimes but you know i i i think being talking about father you you have to you have to make up your mind and have the mindset, what is, what is more important? And you can, some people minister sometimes, put everything into their ministry, and I put everything into the ministry, but I also put everything into the family. And I teach, when I'm teaching the ministers, I teach, if you win the whole world and lose your own family, what have you gained? What have you done? And I, I remember when, of course I was an evangelist for all those years up until I started church in 85. And I remember that I, uh, I told the church one, I mean, church hadn't been going very long. We, and Denise had a ballet. She's in about, she's ballet and she had a ballet recital and it was on Sunday night. And I told the church, I said, I won't be here. Sunday night, the rest of the staff will be here because I'm going to support her in her 
in her ballet recital. And I then some of my staff, when their kids started having that, I said, hey, no, you go to the event. You go to their events. And I think it even helped some of the men in the church because I, I said, now you can't do this all the time, but it doesn't hurt to occasionally if they've got an event for you to be there, be with them. I, I, I think you have to, you have to do a balancing act. You got to balance the, the spiritual and the natural, like I said before. And, and it, it's, it's vitally important that that child feel like, feels like they're loved and wanted and, and they got, but you just—it's just not words. It has to be done with yeah. action. You know, one thing too—you've always talked about that God instituted the family first before He instituted, you know, any kind of ministry. It was, yeah, it was a family. And I um, mean, you know, like I said, if you don't have your family, what do you have? And I and I think that's important. It's also important for those that are listening out there that, for whatever reason, don't have a relationship with with their father or their kids. You know, the to to, you know, reestablish that relationship. I mean, you know, maybe you weren't the best father. Maybe they weren't the best father. But you know what? We can't change the past. We can only change the future. That's right. And, you know, I think, you know, that there will be regrets if you don't make amends with your, your kids or, or your or your, or your dad. Um, you know, I, I think that's really important, you know, that we should do the Christ-like thing, you know, and forgive. And um, I know that, you know, and sometimes say, well, my dad doesn't want anything to do with me. Well, at least you can do what you can to, to, to reach out to him and to, um, you know, you know, to try to just to be a, a, a good son or a daughter, you know, right. and, um, you know, and I think, you know, once sometimes we don't talk about father's day as much as, um, um, as, as we do mother's day, you know, there's just something about that. So in fact, Tony and I were talking. We, we actually didn't do a special Mother's Day. We edition. couldn't remember if we, we did or not. We couldn't remember because Tony thought we did, but we we didn't. We didn't. But, so maybe so next year we'll get yeah. a Mother's Perfect Day. Perfect opportunity to have a lady on here, and we missed. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, you know I. I. And by it, the way, my, our next guest is running a little late, so we can go a little longer. I. If I don't get to see the boys and talk to the boys. And you and Denise, my daughter, and, and then my grandsons, all five of them, I, I feel like that I've maybe I've done something wrong or something. I, I try to contact them, and Cameron can tell you that sometimes, just out of the clear boo, I just will text him, and I'll do it to all five boys. I said... Poppy loves you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you do it all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when I haven't seen you for like a week or so when you're on crusade or something. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I think sometimes people, uh, they, 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 they don't maintain that, that relationship. You, uh, 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 uh Father, son, father, uh, grandfather, grandson, father, daughter, whatever. If you're going to maintain that relationship, you have to work at it. It just doesn't happen. You have to work at it. And, uh, you know, if you're going to have a good garden, you got to work at it. 
And so, so many people, they don't, I don't know how to say it, but they just don't do what they need to do or what's necessary. They don't put in the effort. There you go. Yeah. Well, it takes effort. And also sometimes too, I mean, you know, well, I'm, I'm tired. I've done this, I've done that, you know, but I know you're our, in our example. I mean, there's time that you, you fly, flew all night long or, you know, you back to the red, red eye days or even now, moms, you guys, you, you guys land on a Friday night at, you know, one, 2 AM. And, you know, the kids play, play, the next day and you made all the effort to be as many games as you could and i and i think that you know sometimes we we you know think well you know there'll be plenty of other games well you know pretty soon you know your kids will be moving out of the house too mm-hmm. you know yeah. and then you're like thinking well, i don't even have relationship with my kids i mean the average american family i mean father knows that this is a stat early early 2000s spent one and a half minutes of quality time a day with their children quality time means actually talking to them not being on the TV or reading the newspaper or reading, you know, something, you know, on the computer or the phone, but actually talking. And I think that's, you know, important us as a, as a Christian father. I mean, you know, we really can't be an example if we're not there. And I think, you know, we, you know, one thing too, the Bible says that you shall know them by their fruit. I think one thing too, is you, as you see your children, you see your, your grandchildren, you know, doing good things. It's, it's always, it's always a, reflection of yourself i mean you know i think it's pretty awesome that all three of my boys work here at the ministry and all involved and you know i know you guys were just on the crusade and people you know commenting about you know cameron being there with you um the other two boys a lot of times they would be on the road but they were at youth camp um you know being you know mentor to to the to the youth and i think that's yeah know, they're great. leaders they're youth leaders and then wesley our youngest uh my youngest grandson you're your nephew he was there he's he'll be a senior in high school next year he was part of the youth camp and then of course trevor he he's going to college and and he's working as an intern this summer but it i i i it's the dad's a minister i was a minister you're a minister denise is now ministering and and now Two of the boys are in Rama, going to Rama, and I don't know. I mean, I've talked to them a little bit, and they feel a, feel led a call to well, some well, type of ministry. Well, Blake's already already preached a couple of times. Yeah, and you know that just doesn't happen. It all goes back to to my dad, to Kenneth E. Hagen, your your grandfather and your great grandfather. Cameron, I don't know. I don't have the words in articulate speech to say what I'm saying, but it 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 comes down from generation to generation. And it, it, if you want to have the legacy that your family follows God, that your family does, grows up and be and becomes. Uh, what they what they can be it, it it it's something that you work at i told i told you and your sister with you and god you can do and be anything you want to be and i i think that that those things have to be instilled in an in a in a, in a youngster when they're young i mean i told them that 
And I, I took them to school. I mean, till they started driving their self. I let them out of the car. I said, Jesus loves you. Dad loves you. Have a great day. I never said, you better make a good grade. You better not get in trouble. <laughs> because that's, that's the words that some parents and fathers leave their kids with. Well, that's not, that's not edifying words. And I, I always told them, hey, Jesus loves you. Dad loves you. Have a great day. And I'd tell them I'd pray with them at night, and I'd tell them I'd pray with them at night at bed when I was there. With you, with you and God, you can do and be anything you want to be. I told the grandboys that whenever I had an opportunity. Well, they grow up believing that when they hear that. Yeah. That's how faith comes. Right. <laughs> that works. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they say dad teaches more like Paul Paul than you because he was around him on the road a whole lot. So, Yeah, he's, but he's, he's, he's more personality like his, like his grandfather yeah. too. And, but, and you, you're more personality like him mm -hmm. than, than the other two are. But, you know, so, the one thing that I see, and I, of course, I guess this comes from, from my dad, is that, and I just call it the Hagen Drive. It, you just, you just grit your teeth and go. You don't. The the harder it gets, the the, the more you dig in and say, uh, "I'm I'm gonna accomplish." I see that in it. And I don't know. My dad, he was that way. He always said, "Son." If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right, or don't do it at all. And, you know, and I have this saying, it cannot be defeated, I will not quit. That doesn't mean that I haven't had some some defeats, but a defeat doesn't define whether you're whether you're a winner or not. That just says you wasn't you wasn't up to the task that day and I I tomorrow you better I mean I mean that I, this don't sound good, but it's an only example I can think of. There's one kid in school that he's always picking on me, and sometimes we get in a fight, and he, he beat me, and I said, tomorrow, right here, same time, same place. <laughs> I mean, I just I just kept, kept going till I won. Yeah. If, you played, if you played a game with my dad, a board game, he loved to play this game. I think it's called uh, Aggravation or something, but doogies, he called it. And... Uh, you played till he won. <laughs> so I think that's an attitude that comes that, and it's passed to me. I've passed it to Greg, I think, and it's been passed to all. I've, I've started to pass it to all my grandsons. Well, losing doesn't make you a failure. Quitting does. That's right. Quit Quitting's what makes you a failure. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, we, we learn never to quit. It doesn't matter. And I think that's why athletics has been, <clears throat> has been something that we've, we've excelled in. And even when we might not have all the physical capabilities, you know, able to, you know, because you don't quit, you're able to, to do second things. place isn't good enough. <laughs> well, actually, um, the kids remember you playing like intramural basketball. You and, got the second, you get place. second place trophy, and you, you get mad. You you just you, you throw it down. And you say you don't want it. You don't want it. You <laughs> first, you last. Give it to the kids <laughs> or whatever. I gave it to one of the boys one time. I remember that. You got but, second place. <laughs> But, I mean, I will see Cameron, I mean, I think it, was it first 
race you run in the restrictor and you lost the brakes and you still the second lap and you drove the car to victory and without no brakes yeah i remember well i mean he he drove a car to victory one time he couldn't steer the steer the, the front car. end the front end was all loose and everything else and, and then every time we have raymond nights they seem to win at the races yeah <laughs> i mean well there was one one race that you were doing you would do a 360 because yeah. you couldn't um, and keep spinning and keep going so it's um you just don't quit i mean that's that's the deal I really get mad if I get wrecked or spin out or something. Well, yeah, some of his best driving is actually when he gets spun out and goes to the back, and then he has it goes to the field. Hard <laughs> charging. Yeah, you can tell that when he gets mad, he drives better. Yeah, when he we get upset, I'd say, well, he he's he's up on the wheel now. They better get out of the way because here he comes. I was there one night, and you got the hard charger award. Yeah, yeah. we get it quite often. <laughs> Not not as much as you used to. You, no. you you in fact, last I can't remember you wrecking yourself. I remember some people wrecking you, but I don't remember you spinning out on your own in quite a while. Yeah. I remember Barry uh what's Barry's name? Barry Grable. He, that first year you raced O C R S they they called you the spin out champ. Yeah. <laughs> Happened a lot that first year. So, um, you know, like I said, we're almost out of time, but, but I think one thing you were relating to, if you read the Bible, it, it talks about that God will, will bless your children and your children's children, you know, that's only three generations. And so if you don't continue to pass down your heritage or whatever, after three generations is all going to be lost. Mm, um, good. and I think that's important, you know, to, um, as a, a godly father and grandfather. And I think that's something else. I mean, some of you, maybe you weren't, you weren't the best father in the world. Maybe, you know, maybe you weren't saved during the time. Maybe you were, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that you have an opportunity now to be a grandfather. You can, you can, um, you know, be a better grandfather than you were a father. You know, I think yeah. that, you know, that's one thing that you have endeavored to, to be there for, for the five grandboys, you know, maybe even more than you were there for me and my sister. You know, well, of course, obviously you're in a better financial position too. So, so that also helps out as well. Yeah. But you know, Craig, as I was sitting here saying, okay, daddy is a minister. I'm a minister. You and Denise are ministers. Now we got two of the boys in Rama and I don't know what, what the others are going to do, but they're, they're, they're looking toward the ministry. And that well, as long be, as you're serving God, I mean, that's all. Yeah, that's matters. what's important. But I'm thinking about you talking about it from generation to generation. So, Dad, me, you, and you, we just go with the males, but Denise, and now, now, uh, you're two of your boy, two of the grandsons. That's what is that? How many generations? It's it's four. It's that's four, four generations. Generation. Four generations, and then when, when Cameron has his son, of his or fifth generation. Yeah, so, but um, you know, and you know, we're here to serve God till Jesus comes. That's right. But it all goes back to an individual make up in their making up their mind that their kids are more important than fishing, golfing, whatever. Amen. Because I mean, we all have to work to support the family, but then. I see so many guys that they on the on Saturday instead of being with their family, they're out on a golf course with their buddies, or they're out on a 
the lake fit with the fishing. Living well, like a single man. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But hey, there once those kids are gone, you can do that. I mean Oh, but also you can also take your kids fishing or, or whatever at some point in time. But but if you don't take them fishing whenever then they can't really fish when I know there's been times when we did more fixing other people's hooks because we never got a chance to fish ourselves. We're too busy untangling, you know, hooks, but you know, with the boys, with the yeah. boys, but that's what you have to do. If you want to spend some time, you know, because sooner or later they're going to, well, dad just goes and fishes and, or he goes hunting and I just sit at home with mom. Well, let's go back. I mean, I was there with you when we, with the sports, but then I, I started riding the enduro off-road motorcycles. And so I said, well, hey. And so I got you riding. Yeah. And then Lynette said, well, me and Denise are always here, and you and Craig are also. It, maybe we can do this as a family. So then we started riding three-wheelers and four-wheelers. And and I know you kids talk about that some of the best times when we were in the motorhome and, and going and riding the, the four-wheelers. Uh, I guess it's, you just, of course, by then I was a little more, uh, a little better financially so I could do some things like that, but you got, you got to figure out what to do. I mean, in, in the, with the, when you were doing BMX bicycle racing, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So Lynette would fix, uh, pimento cheese sandwiches and different bologna sandwiches. And we would, we would just, uh, eat at the racetrack and we'd be there most of the day racing, but I don't know. We just, we just, and then I just made it at a, a point to put the family first. I mean, when you, you two, you two were in school till y'all started driving yourself, uh, every Friday night, we, it was family. We went out, see a lot of couples, they get babysitters and go out with a we didn't do that. We spent, we spent the time with the family. I, we never did a lot of, I mean, we might go out at noon or something, but we spent time with the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all, always been about doing things with the family, you know, and uh, not that friends aren't, aren't good, but I can care less about you know, your friends. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be with my family. Yep. Well, we did everything with the King boys with Team Mike. And what we well, did everything with the King Boys growing up. Yeah. yeah, when you when you have friends that have kids the same age, I mean, you know, so it was you know, we'd all hang out you know, as two families you know, just hanging out doing stuff. Yeah, but you know, I think it's important. I think that we, if we want to, um, you know, raise godly children, we have to be godly examples. You know, and just first of all, we got to be there. If we're, if we're not there, we 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 can't be a godly example. Second of all. You know, we have to always put God first. And I know something, I know we got ready to close this because we've all gone an hour here, but, but, um, you know, one thing that I know you, you and mom, you know, whenever I was young, I, I didn't know that we didn't really have any money. And, you know, you guys yeah. didn't, you guys didn't complain in front of me because, you know, I know a lot of people complain, especially people in the ministry. Well, well, it's because I'm going to Rama that I, that I, we don't have any money, you know, cause I'm trying to go to school and blah, 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 or because we're in the ministry. I mean, you never said anything. I mean, I'm sure you and mom had discussions at nighttime when we were sleeping. Yeah, but if you say that kind of stuff around the kids, they grow yeah. up hating God and hating the church. That's yeah. right. Uh, we, I mean, when I first started Rama, 
everything went to the kids. I didn't, I didn't, and they didn't know it, but we, we, Lynette and I would eat grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup a lot of times. And Craig used to say, thought that's our favorite meal because any money that we had, we put into buying the proper, you know, meat and stuff for the kids. So, cause they're growing and we bought their clothes and for three years, I never bought anything, never bought anything, any clothes at all or shoes or nothing because, uh, Right, I was getting Raymond started, and Lynette and I, we we see some people are not willing to sacrifice for the family. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I did. Well, you know, you know, one thing that we haven't we talked about Raymond. You know, that's what we do in this podcast. We talk about Raymond Bible Training College, and maybe you're out there and you said, "Man, I haven't been the the best father in the world, or I haven't even been the best son in the world, or the best daughter in the world." And m- maybe you just need to learn about the Bible. You know, what does the word say? And I know that's one the, the biggest thing that uh, my grandfather always taught. What does the word say? Well, if you don't know what the word says, one of the places to learn about the word is Raymond Bible Training College. And if you'll just go to your computer, your smartphone, type in rbtc.org, you can go on the website, find all about Raymond Bible Training College. It doesn't matter if you're 18 or you're 83, you know, you can come to Raymond. We've had, we've had students of all ages. And if you'll just fill out some information there on the, on on the um um website and we'll we'll give you a call talk to you about Rama um maybe set up a time to come for a tour and um you know um if you actually already know you want to come it's a two year school I mean you can actually apply right then and then actually one of the best times to come to campus our next um our next big event is camp meeting 2021 right here at Rama Bible Church um auditorium starting um Sunday night September I'm sorry night Sunday night July the 25th um, through the 30th, we're going to have, um, Sunday, we'll have start Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then three, three services all week long. It's a wonderful time. Um, you can come hanging around a lot of good Christian folks and, and hear, hear the word of God. It's going to be a great yeah. time. And we have activities. We have things for the youth, things for the children, um, and things for the adults and things like that. So, um, you know, um, like I said, I know this is, we talked more about fathers than we talked about Rama, but, but some of you, maybe you feel called to the ministry, or maybe you just want to learn more about the Bible, Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. Well, you know, it's, it's been good to have you guys. Any, you want to say anything else, Cameron? I know you're real talkative. You know, usually camp, camp, your July 22nd, usually camp meeting your birthday, but this year. It's after camp meeting, it, yeah. No, it's before camp. And before camp meeting, yeah. But this year, Skyler's birthday is right in the middle of camp meeting. His is the 28th. It's the 28th. So you and, you and Skyler always are, you were camp meeting babies. <laughs> yeah. All right, anything else you want to say, Dad, in closing? We, we've got an hour here. Um, yeah, I just want to say make the effort to be the best father you can. If you don't have much, man, I didn't. With Craig, I didn't have a whole lot of money, but yeah, it wasn't about money. It's just been about spending time. People would rather yeah, have your time spending time. And I did get him the best equipment that I could afford for him when, when, whenever. But uh, you know, and teach, teach the kids. You got to teach the kids. You got to teach them. I mean, we we opened uh, bank accounts for the kids when they were. Cause I give them some, I give them an allowance and we taught, begin teaching them how to manage their own money when they were 12 years old. So, you know, you got to, you, you just don't tell them 
you teach them by example, doing it, well, doing and, things with them. And talking about BMX bicycles, um, you, I had a, I had a bank account, but, but I bought that bike myself. Well, well, actually, I, I think I was a little short. You ended up, you know, throwing some money in there, but it, I had saved up like two hundred fifty dollars, and the, I was going to buy another, a lesser bike, and you, you ended up helping me. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but, but I, you know, now then later on, you end up buying parts for the bike. <laughs> I probably cost as much as the bike, but yeah, but you well, know, at least I got. But well, of course, you know, when you're getting started, you don't know what all you need. So, right, but, but you know, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's good to, to teach a kid, you know, and right. Anything you want to see, Tony? Just happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there that's listening. Happy Father's Day to my dad. He listens to this podcast when he walks, when he walks early in the morning. morning. Yeah. 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 Happy Father's Day, everybody. And, and you know, be sure to, to call your father, text your father, um, you know, um, you know, communicate w- w- with them and, you know, and be in endeavor to be the, the best, a better father, you know, or even a better son. Sometimes, you know, there you, go. you know, sometimes we need to be a better, I should say son or daughter, you know, sometimes that we need to reach out. Amen. Well, we hope you have a wonderful day and, and we're going to end today's program. Like when, when every program here at Rama, we're bringing hope, hope, hope and, and healing, healing to the world. Happy father's day guys. And you guys have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time.